<laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Dos Randos, a podcast about everything and nothing. And we are your hosts. I'm Chorus. And I'm Taylor. And together we prove that yes, sir, everyone can, but not everyone should start a podcast. We hope you enjoy the next hour of content. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Welcome back to the show, Randitos. We Good hope morning. you've been doing just fine. Um, today's episode is going to be a little more nothing than everything, but uh, well, I guess we'll let you be the judge of that. Um, we have a game of overrated, underrated in store for you. We know that is a fan favorite coming at you. Well, yeah, we haven't done one this season. So, uh, by the way, if you have topics for this uh, uh, for this game that we play, text them to me. You know my number five zero five two four nine six six two nine. Send them directly to me. You're just gonna, gonna, gonna throw your number out there like that. I am. And Dang. you know what? If you sell my number to an East Indian, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt his feelings. <laughs> I, I might. <laughs> I'm gonna hurt his feelings. Uh, but make sure they're like East Indian before you start yelling at people. Because yeah, I'm not trying I to do, pick on these natives, dude. I, I get that all the time. <laughs> people do the voice at me, and I'm like, dude. I'm <laughs> really? Yeah, like all the time, like super rude. It's like the wait, 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 wait. You're saying, wait, wait, wait. You're <laughs> saying that white people do the East Indian voice at you, super rude? Right. Exactly. Why? I don't know. They like they didn't hear me talking. They just do it like because they think I'm a scammer. Oh. And, it, and it's like. Man, like you're you're just coming out here with that, aren't you? Just you think that's just, the N word for Indians? Oh, it feels like it to me. <laughs> <laughs> right then and there, you're like maybe yeah, it's just no. the N word for for people who do phone work. Maybe, maybe that's what it maybe is. Maybe that's true. <laughs> I had this argument with my coworkers. I said that the word cracker should be as offensive as the N word, or we mm. should be less offended by the N word, and. <laughs> I didn't think that was like a controversial thing to say, but I was really out on a limb on that you one. You didn't think that was controversial? I forget that like most of the city is not based. Like no, my little su- like slice of Albuquerque is like pretty based yeah. and everyone else was like, hot take, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, anyways, we're going to answer these emails. <laughs> <laughs> Look at work. <laughs> yeah. Straight up at work. I was surprised HR didn't call me afterward. Dang. So uh, that's a lesson for all of you guys listening out there. Be brave. Say what you think. Push the boundary. Because you know what? If you don't push in the right direction, it's just going to keep getting weirder out there. Mm-hmm. But. You know, the weirder, the better. Uh, do you have any pop culture news for us? I do. It is time for news. I got some some interesting things to get to here. Um, let's see where we at. Where we at? All right. Let's hit it. Three, Bippity two, boppity, one. Boom. And now it's time for Rando News. All right. So kicking it off, something you might not have heard of. Uh, there's a park. Uh, called American Heartland Theme Park uh, going in Oklahoma. It's going to cost them $2 billion, and it's going to take up about 1,000 acres, which is bigger than the Magic Kingdom in Florida. Um, What's it called? So it's called America's Heartland Theme Park. So it's a, it's a theme park supposedly started by conservatives about America and American values. And they're so, so they're saying they're going to uphold family values where other theme parks are failing right now. Um, What's your gut instinct on that? Is it going to be good? Uh, no, I think it's going to suck. But I believe but, in, in the heart, right? But I believe in the idea, right. And so what it seems to me is it's it's going to be like Six Flags 2, you know, like big Six Flags, I feel like. Sure. Which is fine. But they say it is going to have like themed things. So the different p- parts of the park are supposedly going to be themed at different like groups of America, whatever that means. I feel like as a, as a patriot, I would have to check that out. Yeah, uh, like but I, I don't expect it to be it. great. Right, exactly. Well, same there's this, same uh, Six Flags isn't great. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I kind of share this perspective, and I heard it first articulated from Jordan Peterson, and he says, liberals start new companies because they have new ideas, because they're not confined by the boundaries of society and culture, uh, but they don't have any good sense, so then conservatives have to run the business. Right, right. And so I'm... I'm when it comes to this, I feel like that probably is a great forecast. It started by conservatives, <laughs> so it's probably not going to have a good foundation as far as like, I'm sure that their profit structure will make sense, but it's not going to appeal to a wide group of people. Right. Well, it is in like northern Oklahoma, so it might. And it's going to have one of the world's biggest RV parks. So so it's really a, it's I mean, really like a middle America dream. Right. Exactly. It's, it's going to be like Bucky's or something. People hey, are that, all that, about Bucky's. Hey, I've never been. Me either, but it seems pretty dope. Yeah, people seem to love Bucky's. So uh, hopefully it'll take on that sort of 
that group of people, it seems like it's going to be four. Hopefully hey, you know what? If them. I walk into that park and there's no men in dresses, God bless you. Yeah. You know what? That's the bare minimum. <laughs> bare minimum. Next. Uh, oh, yeah. Johnny Hardwick, Hardwick and Paul Rubens. Uh, so Paul Rubens passed away. Uh, you might know him as Pee Wee Herman um, from the Pee Wee Herman movies. So Pee Wee's Big Adventure, all those. Uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, the TV show. Um, and then Johnny Hardwick, who, who plays Dale on King of the Hill, passed away this week. Really? Yeah. That's a shame. It is a shame. And, and what's he was like 78, too. I had no idea. But it turns That's out... That's actually really sad. I know. But it does turn out that he... They did say he uh, recorded a couple of episodes of the new series before he passed away. So at least we'll get a couple of episodes uh, of the new King of the Hill. So have you heard what the plan is for that? Are they going to go ahead and, and replace him... Uh, in the series. So there's, yeah, there's no telling yet. And I also don't know what they're going to do because, um, Luann played by Brittany, uh, what is her, her name, name, (laughs) Brittany something. Anyways, she passed away like a long time ago. So I'm wondering what they're going to do with her. They haven't said anything about that yet either. I don't imagine they would recast her. Um, but uh, Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Yeah, yeah. She passed away in like 2013. I want to say. Um, so I'm not sure. Oh nine. Oh nine. Sheesh, that's a long time ago. Yeah, I remember hearing people talk about Brittany Murphy passing and not not having a connection for who it was, like in pop culture. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Luann from King of the Hill, which you've heard us on this show before. Like rewatching King of the Hills adults, it's so refreshing. And it's actually really wholesome a lot of the time. (laughs) Most of the time, it's wholesome humor. uh, Certainly by today's standard. Right. And uh, it's just like a likable cast of people that kind of uphold middle American values and (laughs) and poke fun at themselves. Right. And uh, it's just a great show. So... Uh, what, when does the new season air? Do you know? So new season drops in October. I don't think there's a specific date yet. Um, but if you want to check it out now, you know, watch all the old episodes are available on Hulu. Um, I've got them on DVD. They're kind of hard to find on DVD, but Hulu is definitely the place to go for that. Um, but yeah, if, if you're looking to get into something new, uh, King of the Hill is definitely something I would I would I would get into because it's it's great, it's funny, <laughs> and. Uh, it's a, just a different perspective of that, like, you know, that family dynamic in, in animated shows you, you know, you normally see. I do have one piece of uh, pop culture news I could actually add to the segment, actually. Go. Yeah, go for it. So if you are in any way um, a true crime fan or know a true crime fan, uh, then you'll be can, uh, you'll be familiar with a show that came out on Netflix. It was a docuseries that was released uh, pre-pandemic at, at this point. Um, and it was called Making a Murderer. And it was yeah, the story of Stephen that, Avery. I did, did hear that. Um, and the documentary was very convincing in in presenting what we thought to be the facts that uh, this man in Appalachia was basically framed for the rape and murder of, uh, of a girl. Um, but what's weird is that this documentary brought together, it kind of brought all of these crime junkie, like um, true crime nerds kind of into the open and amateur crime detectives (laughs) kind of but like okay like i always listen to true crime uh pretty much out of high school and like this show was so mainstream that like everyone else that was interested in true crime like you had something to connect on Mm. like there was group text there was blogs about it everyone was debating if he was guilty or not well uh daily wire plus just announced that candace owens will be hosting a new series called convicting a murderer and it's based on correcting the mis- the supposed misinformation that Netflix perpetuated in their Making a Murder documentary. <laughs> so they say that they claim that uh, Netflix per- um, kind of framed Stephen Avery in, in a good light. And they left out key evidence that would have made the general public realize that they had rightly convicted him guilty. Yeah, they were saying stuff like that happened with um, Tiger King too. All right. of those mainstream documentaries, you know, they always... Yeah, they're all sketchy. But that was such a big moment, such a pivotal moment in the true crime community. I would suggest uh, in the next couple months, pick up a subscription to uh, uh, Daily Wire Plus. It's a great platform for conservatives and, and uh, Christians. And uh, 25% off an annual membership. Use code TRUTH. That's that's kind of their, their ad they're running right now. But it should be a really good listen. If you're familiar with... Um, with their platform at all, or Candace Owens in particular, you know she likes to do her research, 
and it's it's sure to be pretty interesting. And definitely while you're there, check out What is a Woman? Great documentary. Incredible documentary. Just just a good just a good watch. <laughs> definitely recommend that for sure. Okay, uh, next on my list, I've got Disney Loricana. Uh, this game is supposed to hit shelves on August 18th uh, for small retailers and September 1st for big box, big box stores like Walmart. So this new game, uh, they're kind of likening it to um, games like Pokemon and Magic the Gathering. So it's a card game. It's a collectible card game where you'll be able to uh, pick up different cards with uh, different kinds of rarity that you'll be able to play against your friends and, and uh, you know, trade cards as well. Um, I don't know too many people who actually know how to play the Pokemon card game, even though they have Pokemon cards. But I am going to check it out for you, and I'll see if it's all that. It's been all the rage um, talking about it for like a year now that it's been, you know, circulating the internet and that sort of thing. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick that up for you and I will check it out and tell you if it's any good or not. Um, but yeah, uh, that'll be August 18th or September 1st for big box stores. Um, you can definitely pick that up basically your, you know, your Walmarts, or I definitely recommend if you're in the Albuquerque area, checking out, uh, old town hobbies and board games. That place is great. It's small, it's family owned. Um, and they usually have really good products. They're, they're good at, uh, you know, showing you games that you might not know that you might like based on games you already play. Uh, next I've got Ripiverse. Do you know about the Ripiverse? No, I don't. So, uh, the Ripiverse is, um, one of the Blaze contributors, uh, I forget his name. Uh, anyways, he started this brand new comic company uh, because he was tired of all of the, you know, stuff that the po- political stuff that's going on with comics these days. Um, so he just wanted an apolitical, which doesn't necessarily mean apolitical. It just means, <laughs> you know, uh, political. From from our point of view, really, because the, the guy who started it is a libertarian, um, and it's completely independent. So it's he started this series called ISOM, um, and it actually outsold. So to give you kind of a frame of reference, it's his name uh, Eric July. Eric July, that's the man. Uh, so independent comics usually sell around a thousand issues on their first you know outing and that sort of thing. Uh, to give you kind of a frame of reference, his first series, uh, ISOM number one, actually sold forty thousand um, units, which is like unheard of. So I actually picked that up, and that'll be in the mail on Thursday. So next time we talk, I'll have a review of that for you as well. It's crazy. It says um, they uh, crowdfunded. Three million dollars right. in the first month of crowdfunding for the yeah. company. So the the cool thing about it is it's actually completely crowdfunded. So like, um, so the way this works is it's it's actual graphic novels, and what that means is instead of getting one issue of a comic like you would per month with every you know big, um, you know comic company, what they're doing is they'll give you five issues in a story arc. So you're paying for five issues all at once, and. Um, what happens is they're completely crowdfunded. So, like, let's say you want them to continue this ISOM series. So they're doing that with ISOM number two, um, and it's completely crowdfunded. So you'll get that if and then people the donors, want it. So the donors get a copy of the uh, of the book, right? Yeah. So you'll get oh, a cool. copy of the book, and it actually, actually, the cool thing is, is you can see like pretty much how much money is going to the creators, whereas like mainstream comic companies don't really do that. Um, the interior art actually looks pretty sick. Um, that's cool. They're actually posting fan art too on their website. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. So I'm actually, the news is that since the ISOM number one actually did so well, they're announcing two completely new series, uh, one called Yaira and one called Alpha Core. Um, and there's not really any details about the story of those yet, but Chuck Dixon, uh, is going to be the artist on Alpha Core number one, who previously worked on series like Thor, Teen Titans, The Immortal Hulk, and Amazing Spider-Man. So that's like big deal. Um, so I'm going to be looking forward to that. Um, that's cool. We always talk about the need for a parallel economy on this show, and that goes all the way from banking down to entertainment. Right. And so, you know, if you are looking for a comic publisher that identifies with your values or at least is not trying to cram leftist bullcrap down your throat, right, right. check it out. 
definitely check it out. And I'll have a review of that to let you know if it is any good. <laughs> I really hope it is. Um, because, you know, I'm tired of being kicked while I'm down all the time as well. So trying out new stuff like this is a way for us to, to kind of fight back as well as have some fun with it. And uh, also... Another thing with it, um, he's very into the, the idea that, that continuity matters. Whereas Marvel and DC tend to take a lot of shortcuts with stuff like that and using multiverse and time travel and that They're kind of lazy with making their storylines add up. Yeah, and, and there's the, one of his huge things is that the comic in your hands is going to matter no matter where the character goes. They don't retcon things for no good reason. Um, so I'm, I'm actually, from a storytelling standpoint, that's pretty big... <laughs> So it's, it's big for me because it's not just political. He also actually cares about story. So I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, hopefully it does go somewhere. Uh, good. So uh, that'll be it for pop culture news, unless you have anything else to add. No, I think that's about it. Cool. Oh, okay. Actually, no, I have one more thing. Have you been following this story of the actress who's playing Snow White trashing the movie? So I've actually heard a lot about this. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. if you haven't heard about this, you must be living under a rock. If not, pause the show, go on TikTok or Twitter and type in, uh, I think her name is Ra Rachel, Rachel Ziegler. Ziegler. Okay. Yeah. She is uh, just trashing. The original Snow White. The original Snow White, which she just got cast in as Snow White. Right. Uh, yeah. In the remake. And Mind you... The movie that put Disney on the map. That's the what people... first ever completely animated full-length feature film. Historic movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a take that people aren't really mentioning. Disney would not be Disney. Disney would not have the parks if it was not for the success of the Snow White movie. Right. Wouldn't it's exist. the reason Disney exists. Next to Mickey Mouse, Snow White is one of the most, uh, you know... It's the reason animated movies as a whole exist at all. Uh, definitely to the standard that they are. I right. mean... I mean, they came out of the, the out of the gate swinging with Snow White. Right. Anyway, uh, for me, the interesting take on this is not that they're that Disney cast a feminist lead Which in an otherwise <laughs> beloved uh, happens every time. Right. Not but. surprised by that. Am I surprised that she's so socially unaware that she shouldn't be trashing her employer and the heritage of the reason she has a job? Nah. No, I, I don't expect anything. I don't expect much. Okay. Uh, what did surprise me, and I think is notice, uh, notable, rather, is that TikTok has completely turned on this girl. No way. <laughs> TikTok is trashing her. And it's not all like like brutish alt-right guys, right? With, like, which is what we saw with uh, Barbie. Yeah. Um, which you could go either way on Barbie. But it's actually like demographic females that are totally trashing her, mocking her. Uh, like it is the, the parody posts that I'm seeing of her are brutal <laughs> and, and yeah. And what I do now is when, when I come across them, which is often, I just tag Disney, Disney, I at Disney oh, cool. in the comments. I'm like, take notes, take notes, Disney, because oh, yeah. the, the grassroots people, uh, that make you money that pay for, for your way of life. They are unhappy and you need to start casting people that don't trash the legacy of the company that you're working for. Right. Yeah. Anyways, here's another thought about that. I didn't know what was going on with that, but because of all that, there have been rumors circulating all over the place um, saying that because Disney has lost so much money themselves recently that it's actually possible for Apple to buy them out completely. Yeah, so this is a this is a, a, a talking point that does come up every few years. Um, you may know this because you listen to our show, but Apple is one of the only cash flow ready companies in the world that can actually afford to buy Disney. Right. If not the only. And so, and it, here's another issue with, that I have with that is that Apple is very left wing already, but I, I'm, I've not yet seen their Apple TV content to see like how leaning they are, you know, in, in their content. Yeah. Um, it's hard to know. It's, it's hard to tell if that would be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, you know, it, it, that's just one of those things that's kind of in the air. At the yeah, moment. like, I don't know. Like, part of me wants to say, you know, they might be willing to, like, like they um, kind of notoriously or, I, I don't know, they tend to be business savvy enough to not push the woke stuff on their, on their fans. Yeah. I well, think. I mean, they bought the rights to the Peanuts cartoons, which are very faith forward. 
and they realize, at least as of late, that it is beneficial for them to not put them in a, in a vault and close it out, like what Disney has done with a lot of their IPs yeah. and a lot of their storylines. They or publish them it. or change it. What they do is they publish the original versions uncut to the internet for you to watch on the holidays. And that to me was surprising. Um, I mean, Tim Cook is a homosexual. Yeah. And so, you know, do I want like an American icon like Disney to go into the hands of someone who's, you know, really at his core and its ideology is at odds with my worldview? No, not necessarily. But is it better than what's happening now? Maybe. Maybe it is. Right. Do they have enough business sense to just stay away from it? We'll kind of see, though, because they did just announce a new series uh, for Peanuts based on uh, who's Peppermint Patty's sidekick? Oh, I don't know. Anyways, it's based on her, and there's always been, you know, those kind of rumors and stuff, and the, the kind of like that the Pepper gay and Patty nuances is a, is lesbian. and stuff. Yeah, they always say that. So we'll kind of we'll see where they go with that if they if they try to ruin it. I do, I think they do have enough business sense to stay away from doing stuff like that. You but would we'll, think so. We'll they see. can totally create new content that's like gay forward, and people wouldn't really care as long as they keep the Disney name out of it. Right. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. It's just tough. You don't. You never know until it happens. You know. Anyways, uh, one thing I wanted to get to that was not really news, uh, but I picked up a pretty cool little projector. I wanted to review for you. Uh, no, not that. <laughs> uh, so this uh, this projector that I got, uh, it's called the Optima H one ninety X, and I've been kind of looking around because I really like. Um, I really like 3D movies. And I know that that was like, that's come and gone and people don't like 3D as much as they did anymore. But I, I just sort of like, it's it's one of those things that I can't explain why I enjoy it, but it just, it feels right to me. <laughs> and so I kind of gave up a few months ago and just started buying movies that were available in red and blue 3D, which is uh, Anaglyph 3D for anybody who is wondering. Um, and they suck. <laughs> the only movies like available on that are Shark Boy and Lava Girl, uh, you know, Spy Kids 3D, um, and then like things like older things like Coraline. But I did find a kind of a loophole. So you know those t- those 3D TVs that came out a while back, and and they're really expensive, and <laughs> nobody was able to buy them. So 3D kind of died out with that. Well, I'm here to tell you there's another option. The Optima H190X or any of any number of other projectors right now that are pretty low level are supporting digital 3D playback uh, from Blu-ray players. And I would encourage you, if you if you are into 3D and that sort of thing, definitely look up the list of uh, Blu-ray 3D movies that are available because it's a lot longer than you think it is. Um, I have picked up movies and lo- and watched them. Uh, recently like a bunch of them so i've got doctor strange both of the avatar films both amazing spider-mans uh the original jurassic park in 3d and pretty much all the good pixar movies except for bug's life um all available in blue is Bug, bug's life not available not available because it was never re-released so a lot of the pixar ones were they're were, remastered yeah they're remastered for when they had a sequel come out or anything like that i will say i was surprised to find out that they're putting out new movies uh in this 3d format and it's pretty clean yeah, it's actually, it looks to me, and, and you can maybe back this up if you feel this way. For me, the 3D feels cleaner than it does at the movies because it's actually active 3D as, a pass, as opposed to passive. Yeah, uh, 3D movies at the theater always feel kind of like sloppy and blurry, and they really give me a headache. Now, I did experience some kind of like like pressure. Um, like, you know, if you're a big 3D movie person, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but I will say the visual effect was way better and, and way more, um, like I'm not gonna say lifelike because they definitely pushed the limit with the 3d. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of the, the novelty of the film. Yeah. It's not really lifelike. It's like, it's like, um, it's almost like if, if you imagine like pop-up books, how things are, are stacked in layers. Right. Right. Um, on like different, almost like parallax planes. Um, but it was it's an enjoyable experience for sure especially if you're going back and watching a classic you've never seen in 3d it's it's pretty fun right for sure so it's it's that kind of like like going to the movies but sitting at home in my chonies kind of feel that I was going for so um, and and especially the things like the brand new avatar uh, way of water that just came out looked incredible 
Um, and I didn't see that in the theater, so it's like it's good to be able to go back and, and watch that the way it was supposedly was meant to be seen. Now, there are a couple of drawbacks that I wanted to talk about with this. Um, the tilting issue. A lot of projectors, you know, you're can, you can put your projector off to the side, and then you can, you can um, change the... Uh, the way it's tilted so that it looks right on your projector screen or whatever. Keystoning. Keystoning. There you go. That's the word. So with this one, you can't go to the sides. Neither side works, so it has to be dead on in the center. And it's also a top-down or bottom-up projector. So you either have to have it mounted on the on, like on the floor or on the ceiling for to get the right kind of angle you're looking for. But I, I have found it does... Um, keystone up and down so i mean you can put it kind of middle wise and it does work but it's just less convenient than than just say putting it wherever i want and then fixing the image later um so that is one of the drawbacks that's kind of an you know it, it was it kept it from being a five star product to me um but the 3d is definitely worth it if you're looking for that sort of thing so i did give it a four out of five stars although i will say have you used a like one of the modern era laser projectors that have come out in the last five years. So, dude, I have seen those, not in person, but like I want because they those also generally come with 3D capability. Yeah, those are those are pretty freaking incredible, um, but they have no keystoning features at all. None at all. None at all. I think because of the way the laser, the laser casts onto the screen. Yeah, because you just put that right up against the screen. Right? Yeah, they're it's extremely just... short throw. Like I'm talking like six inches from the screen. Yeah, which is great too because that's one of the issues I run into is with having this like kind of behind me when I'm watching a movie. It, you trying to get head clearance. Yeah, head clearance. That's always the issue with this one. Yeah, and uh, so that's not a problem with the with the new laser projectors. They're they also come to the tune of five thousand dollars. So <laughs> right, right. that's something to consider. Yeah, that's one of the things. One of the things that knocked this up a star in my book. Three hundred bucks. Yeah, so it's pretty accessible for anyone that wants one. Yep. The other thing I'll say is with the 3D projectors, they or, or the laser projectors rather, they cast at such a harsh angle that if you're projecting on anything but like an approved smooth surface um, screen, the shadows, like say you have like a, a nail in the wall, the oh. laser is shooting almost directly up. So that one little nail becomes a black streak all the way up your movie. Oh, that sucks. So there are drawbacks. And so if you're saying, hey, you know, I'm considering buying this 3D projector, but there's no keystoning. Well, as you move up in the hierarchy of high-level projectors, that is a feature that's not available anyway. Huh. Uh, and and you get the benefit of having a little bit of a more forgiving uh, projection map onto the surface. And so, you know, if you're really going for that 3D, you know, I say just go for it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, definitely. Because even like at any angle, even if you mess up a little bit, the 3D doesn't have anything to do with the, the projector screen. And... and uh, and you do have to have the charged glasses. That's another thing, but those only cost like 15 bucks a pair. So it's not as bad as you think. Yeah, not bad. There are slight polarity issues from time to time, but you click a button on the bridge of the glasses yeah, and it's completely it really fixed. snapped and done. It, you know, it's not that big of an issue. And it's a fun novelty thing. Even if you're looking at like, what's a fun Christmas gift for the family that's going to get everyone in the same room? Oh, by the way, they sell uh, Robert Zemeckis' a Christmas uh, Carol. Oh, that's in great! In Blu-ray 3D, so you could all watch that for Christmas. Yeah, like pick up the the, the family favorite movie, the one with some nostalgia to it, and or uh, something like Avengers or you know sure, something whatever. big, Godzilla. All of those are going to be great, except for um, <laughs> Jaws 3D, which I watched in Blu-ray 3D. That's kind of on you, though. Yeah, but man, that the 3D in that was terrible. It like burned my eyes. It was trying <laughs> to be so 3D. So don't get that one. But the rest of them generally they have been great. Nemo, incredible, dude. Uh, but yeah, other than that, four out of five stars. I think it's a great purchase. Uh, if you're into 3D, definitely check it out. I think that moves us on to our next topic. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, I do want to shout out uh, Lo-Fi Girl. It's one of these YouTube free synthwave radios. It's what we're jamming to right now. If you need music to study and work to, hit up Lo-Fi Girl on YouTube. And with that, we're going to move on to overrated, underrated. Oh, yeah. It's been a while, Randitos. It has been a while. Okay, so <laughs> do you want to kick us off with the first topic, or how do you want to do that? Sure. So uh, my first topic, I've got Spider-Man the Animated Series. Because I've been seeing a lot of stuff out there. 
um, like even action figures and stuff that have been using like the old boxes and stuff. I think there's something in the works. I think something's going on with the amazing or uh, Spider-Man, the animated series because of the new X-Men. Uh, they were, they're reviving the so X-Men show. I, I don't follow these shows at all. Is there a current series that you're no, referring no, no, no. to or is it the old no, one? No, the old one from the 90s. So they're they're rebooting, not rebooting, they're continuing the X-Men series from the 90s that oh, came that's on cool. Fox Kids. That was same, you know, pretty popular. Pretty dang good. And the, the, man, the theme song, great. Um, so that's why I bring this up because I think there's something in the works. and I, I want to put the vibes out there that please, for the love of God, bring back Spider-Man the animated series. My favorite so, Spider-Man so, series. But your direct question is, is that series overrated, overrated or, or underrated? underrated? And I honestly, I think it's underrated because you even bring that up and people think you're talking about the 60s series. And it's like, no, have you not seen the 90s one? Yeah, I do so think good. that. I think that especially for if you're Gen Z, then you missed out on the kind of last bit of like the renaissance of two-dimensional animated and don't get cartoon me series. Yeah, the, the spectacular series, which Gen Z, you're all about. I got you. It's good. It's good. But it's not incredible. Like there was the like a depth series. of storytelling. Um, that was just really good. Right, right. Yeah, it was something you didn't see in other series. And the music went than, hard. Dude, yeah, yeah. Theme song written by Joe Perry from, from Aerosmith. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, that makes sense. I dude. didn't know it was written by Joe Perry. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Uh, okay, so there's here's a little tidbit for you. Uh, in the series, there's a when he gets the black suit uh, with the venom suit, you know, when he can change it to be whatever he wants it to be. He actually, for a split second, he's trying to change his clothes to like look appropriate for where he's going. And it, <laughs> the suit automatically makes him look like Joe Perry from, from Aerosmith. And he's like, no, not that. <laughs> no way. Yeah. And it plays the little, the little with the guitar. Thing. That's fun. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, dude, but yeah, I, I don't know a lot of people that really watched the whole series. Even, even like diehard Spider-Man fans, like definitely check it out because Every episode is actually taken from a series from the comics. You know, it's not based on anything other than that. Whereas a lot of these take stuff from the movies and stuff that doesn't really matter. This was just like straight up pure Spider-Man fun. It was really good. It was a great series. And uh, there were a lot of fun toys based on it too. Absolutely. The toy line was incredible. I'm going to go ahead and say underrated. I think it's one of those things. I don't really... I don't really shout out the like late 90s too often. I'm not super proud of it. <laughs> but I will say you kind of had to be there. Um, there was a great like action figures and and movie ecosystem or I guess TV show ecosystem back then and it's just great. Yeah, all of it. I just think everything that went into that show was just great. It was done really well. There's not too much to complain about at all. So I, I tend to think underrated as well. All right. My first one. Oh, underrated. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Here we go. It's been a minute. All right. My first one is penguins. Penguins. So I think penguins are normally like they're cute little animals that are held up as they'll be the first. They will pay the price of global warming. They're if the we first don't stop. casualty of war. Yeah. And so and there's like so dang helpless. <laughs> um, but I, like, do you really like penguins or do you just feel guilty? No, see, I don't give a crap about global warming. And I know penguins are picked off like every day. But they're just so dang cute. I can't. <laughs> but you still love them. I love penguins. There's also kind of the, like the penguin and polar bear Coca-Cola Christmas thing. Yeah, There's but I don't like really care that there. much about polar bears, though. You know? No, I don't care about polar bears at all. But penguins have me like in a stranglehold. Really? So, <laughs> so, so you're going to say underrated. I'm going to say underrated for sure. I love penguins. You don't think they're like widely loved by everyone? Not by seals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> People that could get a vote. You don't think they're like the most beloved winter creature? Um... No, I feel like reindeers would even beat them out. Really? Winter creature overall? Or just like snowy climate creature? Yeah. I, I Maybe. Maybe they're overrated, but I still like them. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I don't know where I stand on this. I don't like the noise they make. It doesn't sound... It's kind of scary. You know what? I think they're overrated because of the amount of like media that they got in the early 2000s with like movies and cartoons and animated yeah, series. Yeah, March of the Penguins 1 and 2. Yeah, uh, and then Happy Feet. Yes, all of that. Uh, it was a lot all at once. So I'm going to go ahead and say you overrated. You know what? Though? Surf's Up is good. You ever watched that recently? Yeah, but <laughs> but it's just too much. It's like why did penguins become like in vogue for a second? It was weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it, well, it's, it's kind of the 2010s zombie thing. They Everything were, was zombies in like 2010 for some yeah, reason, true, and then, it it, then it's gone now. Okay, so what do you think the general public is at, overrated or underrated? I think general public is, is they like penguins too much. Even though I like them, I feel like they have to be overrated. Okay, that's it. Overrated. Overrated. Okay, next on my list, a movie I did not see, Oppenheimer. Ooh, 
So this is going to be completely up to you because I've heard a lot of things, a lot of conflicting things. I've gone back and forth on this with my coworkers. Uh, some of them loved it. Some of them thought it was kind of slow and thought some, you know some parts were inappropriate. Um, definitely some inappropriate moments. Yeah, you haven't seen this movie, right? Nope. Um, I will say I think that the hype beforehand overrated it from a marketing standpoint. Hmm. Um, like the the promotional posters and the ads showed like the silhouette silhouette of uh, Oppenheimer in like a cloud of like nuclear fumes and and mushroom cloud. Yeah. And a uh, spoiler alert: you skip like 10, 20 seconds if you don't want to hear anything about it. <laughs> but the the bomb going off and being successful is like the halfway point in the film, and is not really even the climax of the movie. See, that's what I've heard from a lot of people, and it's weird that because like the the all the trailers and everything lead you to believe like that's the big the pivotal moment. That's like the the right. thing, you, you know. So I would say that everyone is expecting something more maybe dramatic, um, going into it, and so I would have said overrated. But I think because people are so like conflicted and torn on how they actually told the story. And the outcomes, I'll say it's probably underrated. I think people's expectations being subverted, you know, in the theater has probably kicked it off of its pedestal in a way that I really think filmmakers are going to be looking back at it in a few years, kind of like Interstellar, an, mm. another uh, Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. Um, kind of looking at it for like the scaffolding of how to do their story. Hmm. It's pretty powerful. There are inappropriate moments. I wouldn't recommend it for most audiences. Um, if you're going to go to it, go in knowing that you should probably look away at a few points. Um, but you know what? Great storytelling. Visuals are incredible. Uh, the sound design, great. Um, but probably underrated. You'll probably leave kind of like from a storytelling standpoint, feeling kind of like lost. Mm. But I think that once you process it, you kind of realize why that's the case and why that's by design. Okay, cool. So well, I'm going to say underrated. I'll have to go ahead and take your word for that one. And I think I kind of underrated it in the days following the movie. Okay. All right. There we go. Underrated. What you got? All right. Uh, is a world with Ukraine overrated or underrated? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a question, isn't it? <laughs> oh, blimey. <laughs> um, a world with Ukraine. <laughs> um, How do you like the wording on that one? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, based on like purely mo- from a monetary standpoint, <laughs> overrated. Yeah, I uh, think. Okay, I, I think I'm gonna say overrated. Not because I hate Ukrainians, or because I think they're valueless. No, I don't. I don't think anybody should be going to war for nothing. Yes, uh, <laughs> but you know, in the context of is this our fight? Do we have a bone to pick with Russia? And should we be uh, instigating potential nuclear war with a massive world superpower? And should we be footing the bill for someone else's territorial disputes? Right. I would have to say... And absolutely a no. A no. Especially from a uh, geopolitical standpoint from the U.S., like, you have to ask yourself the question, which is a hard question, which is why we spend months and years debating and arguing about who gets these jobs and who doesn't. You have to ask yourself the question, um, what's more valuable to us, a Ukrainian life or an American life? And if you're part of the American government, you have to say an American life is worth more. And so stop instigating nuclear war with a, a world superpower. Let them deal with it on their own. Let's get out of this fight. Right. Yeah. That's where you have to yeah, end I, up, I think. I just, yeah, I think we just have no business over there. I mean, it sucks what's happening to them, but in the grand scheme of things, I say a world with Ukraine <laughs> might be overrated. <laughs> it hurts that to feels, say the truth sometimes. To say. <laughs> it feels bad to say the truth sometimes. Sorry, guys. But what do we say? If you think it in private, say it out loud. Mm. Get it off your conscience. Mm. That's good. I like that. Okay, next on my list, I have Muse the Band. Okay. Oh, now I know why you had me pull this clip. (laughs) Yeah. So I recently picked up their latest album, uh, We the People. And I have to say, there are Muse albums that I definitely like better. This is not not one of the better (laughs) albums. But there are a couple of high points on this one. Um, And it seems like they're trying something new. I mean, they're they're leaning too much into the the queen of it all. You know, the kind of 
operatic deal. They're trying to like much. embody Queen. Is that what's happening? I think that's what they're doing. They did that, and then they also did a really bad rendition of like synthwave, like last their last album. Really, but I really liked Third Law, and and Supermassive Black Hole is iconic. Muse is a fairly iconic band. I will say they're one of the few bands that makes me just immediately feel depressed when I play them. Yeah. Well, this song is going to, this, this is just weird. Okay. I, I have him, I have this song pulled up from that latest album and I cannot help but love this portion of this song, even though the rest of the song kind of sucks. <laughs> okay. So this is kill or be killed by muse on the album. Will of the people. Will of the people. And what is this? Like a bridge chorus. What are we listening to? Uh, like a breakdown. <laughs> All right, ready? Here we go. This is Muse. This is Muse. The same Muse? The same Muse. <laughs> I am so confused. It's so weird, but you can't tell me this ain't good, though. That is bizarre. Dude, what the heck is happening? It's fun. I will say that it's fun. But it, but I the, was a metalhead back in the day. The thing is, is this is the only song like that on the album, though. Do you feel like a band finally gets to a point where they're like, we're just gonna make feel-good music for ourselves instead of the audience? I think that's definitely what this album is. They're like, you know, we've always wanted to like go heavy in a stadium and maybe we'll get to do that on this album yeah and i think that's a great place to be as a band because you've 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 made the money and now you're just doing it for fun and it shows and i like that about them but there are a lot of songs on this album that just suck <laughs> wow that was the weirdest um use experience i've ever had yeah yeah it does make you feel weird things and there are like maybe three other songs on this album that I would recommend listening to but so like, would you say they're overrated or underrated i would say young people don't know what muse is they're not a band that, that is going to last a generation. Yeah, I don't think so. They, they're they kind of like slightly more influential than The Killers. Yeah, I would put them in the same category. That's fair. Um, but I like The Killers more, I think. That's true, but The Killers never did anything like that. That's, that is true. <laughs> I don't know if I ever wanted them to. <laughs> I want everybody I to sound I, like that. I don't know that. if I needed a world before <laughs> The Killers had a breakdown. So, I mean, yeah, a couple of years ago, I probably would have said overrated, but... but I don't know that, yeah, people don't really listen to Muse anymore, and it's like, that one song would get me back into it. I'm wanting to listen to their last album, because I, I remember it being not great, like, synthwave. It was trying to be synth pop, but it didn't do a great job of it. But I want to listen to it again, because I remember liking a lot of Muse. I think you know? a lot of bands had this issue where, out of the mid-2000s, they realized that pop music was moving away from guitar music. Um, like, we grew up in a guitar-centric pop world. Right, right, and, for sure. And it is not that today. No. And so a lot of these bands that really cut their teeth on guitar music, they freaked out. And, like, their sixth album, they totally switched genres or they tried to do, like, oh, here's our electro album because we're relevant. Please listen to us. Yeah, well, And it see, did not fare well. See A Thousand Sons by Linkin Park. Exactly the same issue, but I actually really like that album, too. I like how that turned out. It was experimental. People but, hate uh, that but album, a lot of Yeah, all their diehard fans hate it. But a lot of people, a lot of artists really tried to do that and it did not work out. Right. Um, my inclination is to say overrated because, is it this album or the band? The whole band. My inclination is to say overrated because the people that I knew that listened to Muse made it their entire personality and that's just annoying. Yeah, that's true. I could, I could get down um, with that. But in 2023, is anyone talking about Muse? I don't think so. Not... No one really. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they have but their also, diehard fans that like they listen to on the way to work. But, but also, should they be talking about Muse? That one song is the one weird thing I had to show you. Not because it was like, oh, this whole album is great. It's just like, listen to this weird thing they did. I would venture to say that Muse has jumped the shark and aligned with one of your like niche tastes in this one part of this one song. Yep. So I'm going to say overrated. Yeah, I'd have to say overrated too, because maybe they're just, they're picking a lot of straws. Overrated. Sorry, guys putting all their eggs in baskets and other things like that. Okay. Uh, my next one is disorganized religion. Overrated or underrated? Uh, this is easy. Overrated. <laughs> overrated. Oh, so overrated. How many people have you heard say, I'm just not into organized religion? And it's like, yeah, I can see that. You don't like to commit to anything. Your life is in shambles. <laughs> yeah. Every time I ask somebody like, oh, what do you believe? And they're like, oh, 
Well, you know, oh, you know, you know, like whatever, whatever. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't have a firm faith, and uh, not just any faith, if you don't get into the Word and accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, like the world is weird, and the only gravity that's left is faith in Jesus Christ. And uh, don't be a cop out. Don't be weak. Man up and say, you know what? I need to figure out this faith thing. I need to figure out what my grandma and grandpa were talking about, maybe. And uh, you need to just sort through it. Ask the heavy questions. Uh, life is too important to just drift aimlessly through it. Yeah, for sure. Be hot or be cold. Do not be lukewarm. So disorganized religion, overrated. overrated. Organized sure. religion, underrated. underrated. Okay, next on my list, I have got... Where do we want to go next? I've got so many good ones. Um, <laughs> Slurs racial or otherwise <laughs> that's funny um <laughs> do i like calling people names <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> is but it slurs. Hate, is it hateful and do you want people to die no. no um i think the world is a better place when you could joke about certain things and it wasn't life or death mm-hmm. um I think that we were better off as a society when when everyone didn't let the words of a stranger weigh heavily on their life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, am I pro racial slurs? No, that's not the goal, right? That's not that's not like <laughs> no, like a noble are, cause. Those are the means. <laughs> <laughs> the means by which you maintain a civil society. Maybe. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's that's what I'm, I'm venturing. Go with me on this, all right? By the way, it's a joke. It's a freaking it's a joke. joke. God, I got your panties in a ruffle. Um, okay, like like I said, like, you know, slurs, uh, racial or otherwise, is that a noble cause to defend? No. No. But was the world a better place when you could speak freely and you knew who actually disliked you? Yeah, it's like, you know what? My enemies right now are grinning and patting me on the back. And so maybe it's better just to live in a world that's more candid. Maybe I don't need everyone from my french fries to my therapist to affirm my way of life. Maybe I just should pick friends that I can grow alongside and, and, and pick a group of people that support a family and friendship culture that I can build my, my life upon. Maybe that's better. Maybe that's a higher of higher importance than, you know, not he hurting my feelies. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, as far as racial slurs are uh, <laughs> concerned, I think overrated <laughs> just like because of the way people freak out about it. And it's just, Oh, like you mean like means, the power people give? Yeah. Them? It's, it is so important. Everything is so heavy. Yeah. Like, like an utterance from a human mouth should not be able to throw your life into a whirlwind. Right. That it does. That would, you would be overrating some strangers, some ignorant person's words. Right. Completely. So from that perspective, a hundred percent, you're letting it hurt you way too much. You are giving it power. Yeah. Don't, don't be so weak that you give sounds that humans make power over <laughs> your life in right. your future. How ridiculous. Your value is not found in that. <laughs> right. Move on. Overrated. Overrated. <laughs> All right. My next one. I feel like this may be beating a dead horse. Maybe I'll skip that one, actually. Okay. Okay. Uh, designer clothes. What do you think? Designer clothes? Honestly, I, I tend to think overrated. I know that's pretty much the general consensus amongst the people. I think so, too. I used to value designer clothes maybe more when I was younger. Uh, I think, like designers themselves tend to think like, oh, we create, we push the boundary and then like fast fashion dumbs it down. And it's kind of like, well, they kind of just make it accessible though. Well, they do both. And I don't think it's invalid to say that they dumb it down, but here's the thing. I work with creative people and sometimes their ideas, and I'm a creative person too. Our ideas are so out there that we need like a normie to be like, that's just not palatable. Yeah. Maybe we just make it a little maybe we just you know make it designer light and now it's marketable and now mm -hmm. people want to wear it mm -hmm. and so i feel like uh, as far as clothing and fashion goes you need both ends of the spectrum because designers do some weird freaky things yeah yeah they do definitely so i'm going to say generally overrated 
for sure overrated, but yeah, I, I do see that the they push the boundaries. They push the boundaries. We we need people to do that. So. Right. Maybe not. To but th- the fashion shows are just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like, no yeah, one's going to wear that crap. Yeah, like people dressed up like a hamburger. Like, what are you... <laughs> That's. I'm not going to walk down the streets looking like that. Yeah, no, there's no way. Overrated. Overrated. But that also brings into question, like, what is the purpose of fashion in the first place? Like, It's that's- such a first world, which, which you... I tend to not like to completely devalue first world problems because innovation and science and health are built on the back of first world struggles. Um, but I will say... It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, I could I could agree with that. It doesn't really matter. Just a creative outlet. Anyways, uh, next I have got team building with Lizzo. Oh, the song. Uh, oh, the no. way she bonds with her team. <laughs> Correct. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> I don't even know the full extent of it, and I don't want to know. From from like what I've gathered is enough for me. Yeah, like borderline, <laughs> just, borderline abuse uh, with her backup dancers. Yeah. I will say, I was talking to my wife about this, and if it's true that Lizzo was fat shaming her team, that is just baffling to yeah, me. Like, yeah, she like, must believe she is God on Earth. Well, they let her be in Star Wars. Wh- who? What would you think? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, don't oh forget about that. Never forget about that. So she must believe that. Now, the other thing is, if it's a lie, that is a ballsy liar to well, be like, here's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm if gonna it say- is a lie, then like, it's <laughs> like, there's no way nobody's going to not believe this. Right. It's so <laughs> ridiculous to think that Lizzo, it has in, to be true. in all of her rotund greatness, <laughs> has the gall <laughs> to call her backup dancers fat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> The gravitas she feels towards herself. <laughs> yeah, so that's a it's whole just, bizarre situation. It, it's just, it's heavy. It's if you haven't gathered, this show is anti-body positivity. And look, we are not fit and fine. No. Okay, no. But listen, you know what? Listen, I have a treadmill coming in the mail, man. <laughs> it's in the mail. I'm trying to chill out too. I'm trying to, I'm going to take it a little slower at lunchtime. You know what? We're working on it. But here's the thing. We're getting there. Please don't affirm our bad habits. Please, okay? for the love of God, don't. I'll die. <laughs> Uh, something should not be normalized, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Unhealthy lifestyles definitely falls in that category. So. Yeah. Um, I Do I like how much we're talking about Lizzo and her bullcrap? No, so I'm going to say overrated. <laughs> no, overrated, yeah. definitely. Overrated. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say... Our, we, we don't have much longer on the program, so I'm going to go ahead and maybe jump down to some of these other topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about things maybe you may not have heard about? Um... Overrated or underrated LK99 room temperature superconductors? Um, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell me what that is, buddy. So news broke, I think I think just about two weeks ago that scientists had finally figured out the key to room temperature superconductors, which right now only exist oh, in sub-zero really? temperatures. Yeah, that's crazy. Insane. The problem is it's being peer-reviewed right now and all of the other tests are failing. Oh no. So it's like, you know. For like a week there, everyone is saying computing power is about to explode. Yeah, super energy retention is like yeah, that's the future. It's the dude. future. Like, that's the big. I don't even know how to explain this from from my own brain, <laughs> but it, yeah, that it's a big deal. It'll be huge. It would yeah. be like electricity or the internet. It would be crazy. Be the, it would or, be the or next nuclear blast. powering. Right. Like, it, it would be like the next level of technology, a, right. a new renaissance in technology. Um, so you know. I kind of was hesitant to jump on. They'll, everyone online was excited about it. Yeah. Um, I had, had a feeling, I don't know. It seems like it seems like it came out of nowhere and it's going to fail. seems like it is failing. Too good to be true. Um, scientists are still hopeful that they'll find a material that's capable of, of this kind of um, power. But we'll see. Yeah, that would even like completely change the way we travel. Like just like absolutely not wasting any power by, by traveling hundreds of miles at like light speed like, totally dude insane it would change everything. it would change everything from computing to transportation everything everything so uh before i found out how this news leaked i would have said underrated because it's the potential is crazy the problem is it seems like the scientists that were working on this project were getting close to a breakthrough and um in order to win a Nobel prize there's a, a handful of them too many of them mm-hmm. um there can only be three people on the team to win a Nobel prize for innovation and so uh, one of the guys split off from the team, took the paperwork, and submitted it for 
Nobel Prize winning by himself. By himself. Um, and so the other guys rushed to submit their own papers like hours after him. And so they kind of like, instead of perfecting the technology or finishing the science, they kind of got into like a quarreling match about who was going to get credit in the history books. Oh, that sucks. And inadvertently, it's like, well, seems like seems like it wasn't that big of a deal anyway. Like it was yeah. foolish for you to be rushing. That's So sucks. overrated in the long run, but it was kind of a relevant topic. Overrated. Okay, let's see what I've got here. I got some good ones. I'm trying to like pick out the, the best ones. Um, okay, here, paleontologists finding soft tissue dinosaur skin. Have you, heard, have you heard about that? I haven't heard about that, but doesn't that throw a wrench in their timeline Entirely, of history? Entirely. Completely. It's a huge deal, and nobody's talking about it. That is interesting to me because I am... I am in a place where a lot of people in my life are kind of old earth believers, old earth Christians. If you're familiar with that, it's like, you know, maybe God used evolution or evolutionary means to create mankind the way it is today mm-hmm. based on the physical evidence. Um, well, and, and here's the thing. It's flawed physical evidence. It's evidence you think you're getting from people who you think know what they're doing. Well, that's what but, I tend to believe, right? Everyone right. else in the scientific community lies to me daily about the facts and lies to me about the way they're, do, they're conducting research. And so why would I believe your theory of the age of the earth or well, the timeline of creation, that kind of thing? Yeah, and I, I've tried to do my homework as best as I can on these issues. And what I found is that the world was like created from nothing based on what they say created from nothing out of nowhere about seven billion years too early even from their own mathematical standpoints way too early really yeah and that's there's a lot of little things like that even carbon radiocarbon dating i've talked about that on the show before about how how that's been disproven multiple multiple times so have you read any of the the articles on this how does the secular scientific community they're not touching it with a 10-foot pole. Nobody nobody is talking about it at all. Interesting. So, and it, it's a huge deal. That So if you don't know what this is, they found um, soft tissue from a dinosaur, you know, uh, a dinosaur fossil, which cannot be possible if they've been dead for millions of years and, and survived um, what they call, um, you know, what they, when they say that the, um, the meteor hit the earth, yeah, some kind of catastrophic Yeah, with ending. some giant catastrophic, you know, death. There's no way at all that soft tissue could have survived that, and it has. And so you have to completely rethink everything you thought, and they're not doing it. But I would definitely look into that because it is super interesting. Uh, yeah, but it's, I, it's I mean, definitely me. underrated because nobody's talking about it. Right. And so then that leads you to ask, like, as a believer, like, there are a lot of people that deny the existence of dinosaurs, and they think it's, like, a whole weird spiritual thing. Yeah. All I have to do is read the book of Job and see that, like, God literally said he created the Leviathan, which sounds like a fire-breathing dinosaur. Right. There, There's the Leviathan and the Behemoth, who are both referred to, like, as if they're they're present currently. In first-person uh, recollections of writers of the Bible. Right. Of dinosaurs. Right. <laughs> so, so, and I hear people like joking about the, about the, um, what is it? The Noah exhibit that's somewhere, you know, they, they have people, humans walking side by side with dinosaurs. It's like, uh, to me, that's correct. That's, so as, that sounds that's, the most, like that's the sounds, most logical thing to me. Yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> so yeah, I, I tend to think underrated because nobody's talking about it. I encourage you to check that out. All right. I got one more for you. Uh, what? Oh, that one's going to, we can't get into that right now. <laughs> it's a little too much. Okay. We're going to keep it light. Timu.com. What do you think Timu. about Timu? Okay, dude. Okay. So I ordered some stuff and it hasn't come in yet, but like I keep getting emails about all these like coupons and crap. Me and too. I don't know if it's real or not. Uh, I, I ordered, scared of it. <laughs> I ordered like t- 20 things for 20 bucks from Timu <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's in the mail. So I'm like holding my breath because if it never shows up, then I guess I'll know. Okay. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, you haven't gotten yours either. I haven't gotten mine either, but it says if I don't get it by the 20th, I'm going to get a $5 like gift card. So Yeah, but then do they refund you as well? I don't know. We're going to find so out, So this is we? definitely like MoviePass for 2023. It's like knockoff <laughs> Amazon. If you're unfamiliar with Timu, go create an account right now. 
and just it's, do it. It's everything that's on Amazon, but like the knockoff version, including Yeezys, including like Apple Watches. It's like yeah, knockoff like heaven. Anything you can think of that's knockoff, which is right up my alley. <laughs> totally. And you know, if it functions just as good, I don't care. Right, we just exactly. said that designer clothing is overrated. Yep. Well, this is the antithesis this is, to designer. Yeah, this is, man, they'd be so mad at us. <laughs> The designers, but I mean, they'd be mad at us for other things too. But yeah, so I mean, do I trust it for quality goods and services? No, no but you know what? Sunglasses—that's something I'm willing to spend a dollar on. Mm-hmm, seriously, absolutely. And they look like, at least for all the photos, they look like you know designer sunglasses. So when we get all our cheap stuff in the mail next week, we'll let you know. But yeah, we should have it by next week. As of right now, it feels underrated. It does. It feels like it. But they do text you like. Like abnormal <laughs> amounts. Once you like sign up for their little program, yeah. they text you nonstop. See, I haven't done any of that. Really? So for me, they text me like, and they gave me like a ninety percent off coupon to use on one item. What? And dude, I freaking okay. And I I bought my stuff with my PayPal account too. Yeah. Do that because they have a great like scam Refo- policy. Yeah, they have a great yeah. PayPal's a great scam policy. Uh, my buddy got so many people to sign up he, with his uh, referral code that they're sending him a free drone. See. I want a drone, Is it dude. too good to be true? <laughs> yeah, but get in while it's hot because yeah. maybe it's going to run out, you know? Yeah, it's the same thing with MoviePass, dude. It was too good to be true, but it was so good for two years. <laughs> I literally remember the MoviePass founder going on on uh, Glenn Beck, and Glenn was like, the math doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know how it works. I'm pretty sure it's magic, but go ahead and sign up and go to the movies whenever you want for <laughs> 10 bucks. I am so sad that my MoviePass card snapped in half, dude. Oh, gosh. Do you think they would still accept it? Oh, definitely no, not. But it's kind no, of a relic, right. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I like, would, remember like that time everyone it, fell for this thing? Yeah, if I had it, I would definitely would get it like encased in something just to just to have. Oh, for sure. Know? All Anyways. right. Well, this has been a good round of overrated, underrated. I think we'll continue this topic maybe next week because we have a lot that oh, we didn't yeah, get to cover. Oh, yeah, I definitely have a ton I didn't get to. And we haven't done one of these in a long time, so maybe we'll just double it up. Like I said, text me with your suggestions. Any topics you want us to hit in overrated, underrated, 505-249-6629. And uh, don't that's text this me week. at no, all. No, no, leave me do, alone, yep, please. Do not text him <laughs> ever. ever. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. As always, please rate and review us and send our podcast to a friend. You can stream Dos Randos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and for some reason, Radio Public. See you next time, Randitos.